Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Super Bowl, couple of days away. We're obviously breaking down everything in the world of the Super Bowl. We just gave you some Super Bowl prop bets as we uh, as we went to break there, and uh, and we've got, by the way, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, who is scheduled to join us next. We'll also get the Super Bowl picks from the crew to finish off the third hour of the show. Uh, but we obviously have been talking a lot about a variety of different angles uh, of the Super Bowl all week, and ultimately, I think the biggest story as we pivot and get ready for the Super Bowl, is Tom Brady. I think this is the Brady Super Bowl because if you are a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, everything that could go well and possibly could be successful has happened for Tom Brady this year. Just think about what has happened in the year since Brady walked off the field for the final time with New England. Brady loses to the Tennessee Titans at home in the wild card round. His time with Tampa, sorry, with the Patriots is over. We're not sure where he's going to go or how his career is going to end. I think almost everybody out there, based on the final couple of years that Brady had with uh, the New England Patriots, felt like he didn't have a lot of gas left in the tank. And so, when he was making his decision on where to go, it cut through some of the COVID noise. NFL free agency is underway, and I believe it was in March of 2020 
Brady says, hey, I'm going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he heads to Tampa Bay, and he's got all sorts of challenges that exist out there. Namely, basically NFL uh, facilities are all shut down. And he has to organize his own throwing sessions with all of his new teammates. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, eventually they add in Antonio Brown. Uh, All of the playmakers that he has on his team, he has to get to know them. Eventually brings in Gronk, Cameron Braid, O.J. Howard got injured. It's an incredibly talented offense. Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, brand new offensive line. Brady, a creature of habit. A guy who had everything planned down to the final little crossing of the T's and dotting of the I's when it came to his situation in New England. Everything was set up perfectly. Everything was ready to roll. And suddenly he's in Tampa, newest Florida man. And there were a lot of doubters out there. Particularly when in week one, he goes on the road against the New Orleans Saints, doesn't play well. A lot of big game opportunities didn't really step up. Saints come back to Tampa Bay, they get run. Chiefs go down on the road in Tampa Bay, they get run. Rams come to Tampa Bay and win. A lot of different outcomes where you thought to yourself, man, I'm not really sure about this Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. And after 12 weeks, remember, it's easy to forget about how exactly things had been going. But after 12 weeks, this was a fairly mediocre Tampa Bay team. This was not a team that looked like in any way they had much of a chance to be playing in the Super Bowl in their hometown. In fact, let's go back and remember where they were after 12 weeks of the season. The low point for, I would say, the Chiefs, sorry, for the Bucks, came as they lost two games in a row at home. The Rams came in on a Monday night game and won against the Bucks. And then right after, I think it was Thanksgiving, the Chiefs came to town and beat the Bucks. At that point in time, the Bucks were sitting at seven and five. And I remember coming on the radio show and saying, well, It hasn't been ideal, but they get the Vikings, they get the Falcons, they get the Lions, and they get the Falcons again. There's a decent chance that the Bucs can win all of those games and they'll be sitting at 11-5. But at Thanksgiving, which wasn't very long ago, the Bucs were sitting at 7-5 and and they hit their bye week and it was almost Christmas before they came out and they beat the Vikings. And if you remember, they didn't even look that great in that game. And then right before Christmas, the Falcons, as the Falcons typically do, were up big on the Bucks, And a lot of people, myself included, I remember watching that game thinking, well, I don't feel like the Bucks have much of a chance. Now, they came back in the second half. They won that game. They then walloped the Lions. Brady had an incredible first half against the Lions, and then they handled the Falcons again. But I don't think there were very many people out there. I don't think there were very many of you out there listening, and I'll put myself in this camp as well, 
that felt like Brady was going to go on the road three straight weeks and win. Not with the lineup that we saw in front of him. Now, the first week against the Washington football team, that wasn't an awful draw. I expected the Bucs to win that game. But then I expected for them to lose in that game against the Saints. And if you think about that game, I'm sorry to have to bring it up, Saints fans, but if you think about that game, the Saints were up seven points. Drew Brees had just hit Jared Cook for a first down. He was going to be tackled around the Bucks' 40-yard line. There was about 20 minutes, if I remember correctly, left to play in that game. And the Saints were about to go up by double digits, at least going to make a field goal, maybe go up by two touchdowns. Ball gets punched out. Bucks recover. And from that point forward, they have been on a different level. Because I know that the Packers made questionable decisions down the stretch in that game. But remember... The Bucs were up 28-10 early in the third quarter. Basically, from the moment of that Jared Cook fumble, the Bucs have controlled their pathway to the Super Bowl. That Jared Cook fumble happens, Bucs go down the field, score to tie it up, end up winning, pulling away, and then they never really seriously were in substantial jeopardy against the Packers. They came out that Mike Evans touchdown to begin the game, never trailed, and yes, I question many of the decisions that were made by LaFleur in that game as the head coach of the Packers, but Brady and company pretty much have been in control since then. It's a pretty remarkable story. If the capstone of this story is a Super Bowl title in his first year with a new team, It's an unbelievable accomplishment for Tom Brady. I think it would be the biggest accomplishment of his career. And I think if you really dive into it, you'd have to acknowledge that it would be. Maybe when he came in for Drew Bledsoe and nobody anticipated that Brady was going to be anywhere near as good as he has been, maybe you would argue that that is in fact the biggest accomplishment of Brady's career because at that point we had such low expectations for him. But since that moment, since he won that first Super Bowl, he has been operating under high expectations and he's tended to deliver time after time after time. But to go to Tampa Bay in the middle of COVID in a brand new conference and be in the Super Bowl the first year with all those brand new teammates is, I think, the most incredible accomplishment of Tom Brady's career. And if he were to win the Super Bowl, I think this would be a capstone the likes of which we have never seen before in major pro sports. Because Michael Jordan didn't go take the Wizards to the playoffs. He certainly didn't win a title when he came back and tried to reclaim his career. For many people out there, including me, I tend to see Jordan's career ending on that jumper for the Chicago Bulls. It's almost unheard of 
for a guy to play his entire career with one team like Brady has with the Patriots and then go to a brand new team and set a new standard for excellence, but I believe that is what Tom Brady has done this year. I really do. Three straight playoff road wins against Washington, New Orleans, and Green Bay. The first ever home playoff team for any Super Bowl ever. And if Brady wins this game, he will have more Super Bowl championships than any franchise in the NFL. I want you to just think about that for a minute. Brady alone would have more championships than any other franchise in the entirety of the NFL. That is a mind-blowing stat. Ten Super Bowls, he's already accomplished a lot. But if Brady wins on Sunday, I believe he will forever erase all doubt. He will establish himself as the greatest American pro sport team athlete of all time. Nobody else is in that conversation anymore. Right now, to me, it's Jordan and it's Brady. They're on a different level than anybody else. If Brady wins his seventh and has more championships than any NFL franchise, I think it's virtually impossible for anybody to argue there's any other guy out there. Now, Mahomes may be able to make a claim on that in the years ahead if he, like I said, start of the second hour, has the same maniacal focus as Tom Brady. But I don't know that you can put those kind of expectations on anybody. I've said I think Patrick Mahomes is going to end up with the second most Super Bowls. I don't think we're ever going to see anybody go to 10 again. I really don't. I don't think we will ever see anybody in 10. And if Brady wins his seventh, I don't think we'll ever see anybody else win a seventh Super Bowl either. What a storyline. What an incredible game. I cannot wait to see what's going to happen in this one. Up next, we're scheduled to be joined by the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, live on the program to break down how things are going in Tampa. Also, we'll talk about all the successes Florida has had This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o -O who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts 
parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Super Bowl two days from now in Tampa. We are joined now by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Governor, are we looking good for the Super Bowl? How would you assess how the week's gone so far? Well, look, we're just excited to be able to have a home game for the Super Bowl. Now, I don't, I think it's the first time, and certainly there's never been a team to win the Super Bowl on their home field. And so you got a guy like Tom Brady who's really supercharged the franchise. He's accomplished more than, than anyone could hope to accomplish, but he wants to do more, and this would be, uh, in some respects, winning a Super Bowl on your home field at age 43 for your seventh in the career. I got to think it's one of the best um, team sports achievements if it's able to happen and uh, probably rivals um, our our undefeated season with the Dolphins back in the early 70s. And so I think there's just a lot of anticipation. I think people are really excited. And and I think, uh, look, last year when it was in Miami, I predicted the Chiefs. I thought that they were the best team. I thought they had the best quarterback. And uh, and obviously that, that prediction was right. 
I was I watched the game earlier the week 12 between the Bucks and the Chiefs. And although if you look at the the score 27-24, really wasn't that close. I mean the Chiefs were were definitely the better team that day. But I'll tell you the Bucks haven't lost since then. Uh, they they beat teams who 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 run ran the table on them in the regular season like like New Orleans. They were able to beat them. They beat uh, Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau. Uh, I think the Bucks are going to win, and and I think it's going to probably be the one of the biggest things that we've seen in the state of Florida in, in our whole sports history. You guys have been absolutely instrumental in the state of Florida in the return of sports, and I'll probably miss some, but but let me just kind of run through for people out there who have forgotten, and I want to get your uh, take on it. You had uh, WrestleMania, which uh, was the first thing that really happened back in April of last year that uh, that originated from, I think, the Orlando area. Obviously, the bubble in the NBA. I believe you were the first place to have a, uh, a NASCAR race or close to it. Maybe they started in, in South Carolina. Uh, you just mentioned uh, that, that you had last year's Super Bowl before all this craziness started, but you had the national championship game with Alabama, and now you're going to have the Super Bowl. And I believe you even said, hey, if Japan decides they can't have the Olympics, we're willing to have the Olympics here. Why is it and how important has it been to Florida and also the nation to have all of these sporting events taking place? And how proud are you that they have taken place inside your state? Your life is just much different knowing that sports is being played. If you go back to the end of March and April, it, it was like kind of a void. And it really, I think, added to just the misery of, of where we were uh, dealing with coronavirus. And, and I also would mention we, we, UFC in Jacksonville. That was their first time back in the That's United right. States. Uh, we're, we, we want them to be back in Florida very soon as well. And then we did the... Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, That's Tom Brady, too. and Peyton Manning, uh, which, which got like eight, eight, 8 million viewers for that. And something we're really, really proud of is we went over the summer when they were trying to stop high school sports, and we said, not on our watch. These kids want to play. They're going to play. And I was actually just last week out in the panhandle awarding the Governor's Sports Medal to Florida's Mr. Football. He's a quarterback for Niceville High School. He had been a really good baseball player, but he hadn't really rose to stardom in, in, fo- in football. And as his dad told me, he's like, look, if you didn't help us get the season going, he now he's got all these scholarship offers. He had this rem- great, remarkable season. And I just think about we did that for thousands and thousands of athletes um, on the youth level and the high school level. And I tell them when I would talk to the kids, because I would go to some of the the playoff games, and we had the state championships roll with Doe Campbell here in Tallahassee. I told them, I said, there's always going to be something you remember. You worked hard to get here. Enjoy it. But enjoy it even more, because if you were in Los Angeles, you'd be on your couch right now. You would not be allowed to play. And so feel, um, you, you know, you don't take it for granted. And so, and I think they did. I think they really appreciated the parents appreciate it so from little league to high school to college to pro uh we've had more uh sports going on in the state of florida than any state uh, in the country and we're proud of it i think you did a remarkable job um in general i know we've had you on the show a couple of different times but how frustrating is it to you i know you're responsible for the state of florida but how frustrating is it to you as just an American to look around? You mentioned L.A. There are lots of cities out there, Chicago, uh, my hometown of Nashville, where they're finally getting back. But the fact that in June, the uh, pediatricians, the Association of Pediatricians said, hey, kids need to be back in school. They aren't primary spreaders of this virus. We can all return to school safely. And there are many places out there now as we come up on February, a year of schools being shut starting in March, 
that still aren't open. I mean, it's madness, isn't it? It is one of the biggest policy failures in in modern American history. And the the data, as you say, is overwhelmingly clear. We knew this back in May. Look, in March, we we did know in March that the kids were less likely to suffer significant illness from this, but we didn't know what role they they played in spreading it through the community. Well, by the time we got to May, we had had examples of schools being open all over the world, and it was clear kids are at low risk, and they're not big spreaders of this, particularly the, the younger kids. And so we resolved at that time, look, we've got to get the kids uh, back in school. We told parents, look, if you want to do the remote, if that, if you're more comfortable with that, that's fine. Now, that's not really evidence-based if your kid's healthy, but I understand it. But a lot of parents want their kids in person, and a lot of the kids want to get back in person. And the thing that I would uh, hear the most from parents and superintendents and teachers was, yes, the academics are going to be better. Yes, all this was. But they said, you know what? The kids are happy again. My kids were miserable when they weren't able to see their friends when there wasn't school going on. Now that they're back in person, uh, everything's better. And so I think about the long-range consequences of having kids out of school for a year, and some may be a year and a half or close to two years. There's some of these unions that are fighting to return until 2022. Uh, And so you're going to look at a lot of these jurisdictions aren't going to go back until the fall at the earliest of 2021. Some are going to try to ride it out even longer than that. Uh, And I think that that is absolutely tragic. Florida, 100% of parents have the option to send their per- to send their kids uh, in person for school. We obviously have all the activities and the athletics, and, and the data bears out that that was right decision. In fact, there's some areas we, we've looked at where uh, if you count cases for school-aged kids, they're actually are higher for the remote as a percentage. And the kids, when they, when they do get infected, tend to get infected in the community, not even in the school. So this is pure politics and ideology by the people who are keeping schools closed. And that really goes all the way to the White House. So they're, they're hemming and hawing on this because they don't want to upset these very powerful unions in places like California and Illinois. It's frustrating to me because Joe Biden ran on we're going to be the party of science. And as you just said, the data and the science is abundantly clear. There is zero argument, as the CDC director of the White House just said uh, herself, there is zero evidence whatsoever for schools to be shut down anywhere. And as as you have said, sports are a big part of uh, getting people back to normalcy. But school and being able to play sports are massively important to the well-being and psychological development of so many kids out there across the entire nation. Yeah, and I just think if I was when I was growing up, if you had just taken and I played a lot, a lot of sports, but baseball was my thing. If you took baseball away from me, I would have done worse in school. I would have gotten in way more trouble. Uh, that's just the reality, and I I, I just shudder to think next year, two years, three years, this is going to be a slow rolling disaster in the communities where the kids were put uh, in the back of the line and where their needs and and well-being were ignored. And I think you're going to see a contrast. Unfortunately, you're going to see states like Florida and Georgia who who put the students and parents first. uh, Our our kids are going to do better uh, as a result of of that decision. And it's amazing the number of people who 
Florida people are coming to Florida now. I mean, they're like, look, you're the free state. I yeah. got businesses coming. I got people investing. I'll have friends in certain parts of Florida that say people will just call them and say, hey, I want to buy your house. They're like, well, I'm not selling my house. They're like, well, I'll give you a lot of money for it. So you see this really significant uh, boom developing. But I had a number of people I've run into who, who leave from California, Washington, Illinois, because the schools are closed. So they're working remotely maybe for their business. They're like, well, why would I live there if I can live here? So they come, they get their kids in school, and to a man they'll say, best decision we ever made. Kids doing well, we're happy, and Florida's doing it right. It is amazing. and We're here in Tennessee, and our kids have been in school too, but uh, my kids at the, at the midway point, parents were so fed up in New York and California and Illinois in particular that their kids now started school in our school district here. My kids are in public school uh, at the halfway point. They finally just had enough. A lot of people left in the summer, but they finally just threw up their hands, you know, over this whole teacher union, not wanting to go back. The fact that people won't look at the actual data and said, I'm leaving. And you're seeing it happen all over Florida, all over Texas. I mean, people want to have a normal life. And the the point to me that really kind of gets brought home is, Look at the difference between how Governor Newsom in California has treated Disneyland and how you guys have treated Disney World. I brought my family down, uh, Governor, right before Christmas. We spent uh, stayed at the hotel at Universal Studios. I've got young kids. We spent the time at the park. It was fabulous. Everybody had to wear a mask. It felt completely safe. They were giving out hand sanitizer everywhere. You guys figured out a way to open all of your parks, and I believe – Even in the New York Times, they've said they haven't been able to trace a single case of COVID from the amusement parks opening, and they now are going on nearly a year in California. Think of the tens of thousands of jobs lost with Disneyland still not open. And that's the thing that I think people um, may not appreciate who aren't who aren't uh, you know, who aren't is um, involved in these in these uh, areas. Yes, the jobs for the companies for sure. Disney, they got a lot of great employees. Universal, SeaWorld, all these parks. But there are so many family-owned small businesses who are part of that ecosystem that if the parks are closed, then a lot of their their business that's totally right. declines. And so we were able to get obviously the Disney folks and the other theme park folks back. But then all those family-owned business that was a huge lifeline because if the parks weren't um, weren't open, then they would have probably gone out of business. And the parks closed voluntarily. We never closed them. And basically, once things started, you know, we had a couple weeks where people were really uh, on edge. And then once things started to settle down a little bit in April, I told them, I said, we need to get you guys back. I think it's important. It's important for the economy. It's important for people's well-being and, and opportunity. But it's also a statement that, that if Disney shuttered, uh, I just think that that's something that people look at and they're like, geez, uh, you know, the the things aren't going well. So we wanted to do it. And, and yeah, as you said, there's been no outbreaks linked to there. It's, 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 uh, it's doing well. People enjoy being there and, uh, and we're going to keep doing that. But I think what you, the, the, the problem, I think this all goes back to the schools because I think if they were to open Disney in California, the next question that would get asked was, okay, well, why don't you have schools open? And I think their policies, they just don't want to open the schools. And so therefore Disney and some of these other, I think businesses are casualties of that because it would just be untenable to have theme parks open, but not have kindergarten classrooms open. Or talking to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Super Bowl is in Tampa this weekend. The state of Florida has been instrumental in the return of sports and also the return of normalcy in general in our country. What do you think about the media coverage of you and your state compared to the praise uh, that Andrew Cuomo and the state of New York got? I believe recently 
Uh, maybe people are starting to recognize that New York has done a disastrous job across the board. But you were, I would say, probably the most criticized governor in the entire country for your response in Florida. Yet if you look at the data, arguably, especially if you consider the elderly population that is prominent in the state of Florida, there's no big state for certain that has done better than Florida, yet compared to California and New York, where Governor Newsom and Andrew Cuomo were praised to the high heavens, you guys have dominated them, both on uh, keeping the economy open and also keeping kids in school and keeping people safe. So we, our unemployment rate is about a half a percent below the national average, even as a tourism-based economy. I mean, if, if tourism was 100 percent, we would be even lower. Uh, our budget, I have not touched one penny from our rainy day fund because we cut spending, but then our revenues are growing far beyond expectations because we're open and people see that. And yet our COVID mortality per capita is less than the national average and less than 25 uh, states. And so we focused on protecting vulnerable people, both at the beginning with nursing homes and then now our seniors first approach to vaccination where we're doing 65 and up. Those are the folks that need it the most. So we've done probably over a million and a half uh, vaccinations of seniors. Uh, I think we've done 30, 31 percent of all seniors have gotten a shot and, and we'll rip as soon as the Fed send it to us, we get it out there. So I think it's been a more effective approach. But look, the national media, these guys have a political agenda. They are very partisan. And if my party affiliation were different, I would get different treatment. But here's the thing. I think what voters want to see is a leader. And if they throw bombs at you, stand your ground. Do the right thing. And my view was always to Floridians, look, if people are going to come after me and my job uh, as a price of me standing up for saving you and your job, that's what a leader has to do, and I will sign up for that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. You mentioned that you were a big baseball player growing up. I believe you played baseball at Yale. Uh, there's lots of talk right now about what spring training is going to look like. What can you tell us about what spring training is going to look like in the state of Florida so far as you've been informed, if at all? Well, so what I've told Major League Baseball is you're here, do your spring training. We want you here. We want you having uh, your games, and we want you to have fans. And you're not going to get any beef from the state of Florida on any of that. Uh, I don't think there's any evidence that being at these outdoor venues um, is causing anything with coronavirus. By the time we get into March, we're going to have probably 2 million-plus seniors vaccinated. Um, and obviously, you know, other folks will start getting it soon with Johnson & Johnson, some of this other stuff. So I think we've got to do it and let people make their own decisions about what, what kind of venues they want to be in. But from, from our perspective, we think it's something that, that's good for the state. Uh, we did miss out last year, and it's something a lot of Floridians and visitors look forward to. So, so they have the ability to do it here. I know they're getting pressure from the White House and all this other stuff, uh, but I, I think this is something that, that people will be excited to go. And here's the thing. When you don't have the fans, it really does hurt interest in the sport. I mean, the ratings were down for, for most of the sports this year, I think, and I think it's a function of uh, if you're not able to go watch games in person, then, then you just don't get as invested uh, in the season 
trainees, and in spring training is obviously at the start of that, where there's a lot of hopes for a lot of teams, and we've got a lot of great organizations down here. So I, I look forward to be able to go to spring training games um, and be able to, 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 to root on our, our, our great major league players. Well, and obviously, if you're expecting and willing to have fans for the for spring trading, the expectation would be for the Florida sports teams, uh, baseball teams, you would have fans in the stands for those games as well once they start playing in Miami and Tampa everywhere. Without question, we we need to do that, and 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 I think that I think we will do that. And if you look at how the corona is happening, it's going down all across the country, uh, really sharply in every region. And I think that with that going in that direction, then the vaccines, I think, really prevent this from being a real serious epidemic spike like we saw in places like New York last March, like we saw in L.A. over the winter. Uh, and so I think we'll be in really good shape. And, and you know, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is going to get approved at the end of February. I thought that they could do that sooner, but that's going to be a one-dose vaccine. And then Pfizer is upping their production. So we'll start to see a lot of vaccine dropped probably as we get into the middle of March and April. And pretty much everyone who wants it, I think, is probably going to be able to have it at that point. Now there's not enough vaccine to meet demand, but I think that's going to change very quickly. So, uh, And then people can make their decisions about it. If they want to go to a ball game, go. If you don't, that's fine. But, um, but, but I think we need to get moving here on this stuff. By the time we get to football season of next year, and you've got the Super Bowl in Florida, uh, in uh, in Tampa in two days, do you expect full stadiums? Like, I know you're a college football fan, too. Would you like to see Florida State, Florida, as yes, well as Miami uh, and Tampa Bay full in the fall? Absolutely. Full stadiums and tailgating and everything. You know, one of the things I noticed, Clay, on this was, like, some of the schools and, and NFL would not have tailgating, right? It's like, oh, we don't want people, you know, milling around and, and doing all this. Well, what would happen is, instead of being in a parking lot, you know, eating – eating hot dogs and drinking beer, they'd be piled into apartments and homes doing the same damn thing, but probably in a more, quote, risky environment from a corona perspective. And so I think you need to let people uh, enjoy these experiences. By the fall, there should be no reason why, why we can't do this. Uh, we'll even have a few more vaccines available for people by then. And oh, by the way, the media never talks about the monoclonal antibody therapeutics that are out by Eli Lilly and Regeneron, if you get infected and you're high risk and you get that, that IV immediately, that thing nukes corona. I mean, it, it's 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 closest thing we have to a cure. You got to do it earlier. You can't wait till someone's in the ICU. But that's a phenomenal development uh, that we've now had for a couple months. And so, yeah, we need to do it. There's a there's a certain current of our culture who wants us in a perpetual lockdown status. They want people to wear masks forever. They want there to be social distancing effectively, you know, w- without end. And and I just think the rest of us just need to put our foot down and say not on our watch. I think you've done an incredible job, Governor. I know you already said that you think the Bucks are going to find a way to win. What do you expect? I assume you will be there on Sunday. What does it mean to the nation at large for the NFL to have completed their entire season and played every game and then finish it with you guys in the state of Florida? Much like, to be fair, the Alabama-Ohio State game finished in Miami. You guys have basically finished both the college and the NFL seasons uh, and, and really kind of put a bow on what I think is an incredible accomplishment for both college and pro football. And it's, it's a testament to actually following the science, following the data, understand that sports was low risk, understand it's important to our culture. But you remember all those people May, June, July, August who were complaining, saying this was going to be a disaster. 
all those people were wrong. And when Tom Brady hoist that Lombardi trophy on Sunday night, that's going to punctuate uh, a great comeback for sports, but it's also going to show all those critics who put ideology ahead of science and facts were dead wrong about sports. Great job, Governor. Keep it up for the state of Florida, and uh, we'll be watching on Sunday to see who hoists that trophy for sure. Appreciate it. Great. See ya. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. How incredible is that with Ron DeSantis and how instrumental the state of Florida has been in getting sports back in this country? If you think about all the things that they have debuted, UFC, WWE, uh, almost NASCAR, got the Super Bowl, got the college football national championship game, every high school basically in the state, not just in school all semester, all year, but playing sports. And you contrast it, the theme parks that are open, you contrast that with the state of uh, state of California, for instance. Gavin Newsom has been an unmitigated disaster. All of that not happening in the state of Florida. Uh, sorry, the state of California compared to Florida. Just amazing. It's 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 appropriate that the NFL season would finish in Tampa based on how great the state of Florida has done at maintaining people's jobs, staying open. And, uh, and also keeping people safe. They've got more seniors vaccinated than anybody in the entire country as a percentage of the population because those are the people who need the COVID vaccine the most. Speaking of which, my two 75-year-old parents are going to get their vaccine uh, today in the state of Tennessee. Uh, and I hope your elderly relatives, I don't want to call my mom and dad elderly, your relatives of an advanced age are also doing the same. All right, let's get the picks. My pick uh, for this game, I think we're going to have very similar to what happened last time. It's going to be close throughout, but I like for the Kansas City Chiefs to get it done. I'm going same score as last game, believe it or not. 27-24, the under hits. Kansas City Chiefs' Patrick Mahomes wins his second straight Super Bowl. What about you, Danny G? This reminds me of Super Bowl 50 when I picked Von Miller to be MVP. And people are like, no, no, no. If Denver wins, it's definitely going to be Manning. But two strip sacks later, it happened. Insert Shaq Barrett this year, who ironically was Von Miller's teammate in that Super Bowl for the 2015 season. I think that Shaq Barrett shines in this game. What is he, 60 to 1 yeah, for the uh, MVP? No. Yeah, 60 to 1. I will take it. I think that that's going to throw off Mahomes just enough to where the Bucks can hold on for the win. 31 to 24. Shaq Barrett as my MVP. Uh, what about you, Eddie Garcia? I'm going 37-27 Kansas City. Uh, I don't think the issues with the offensive line are going to matter because Patrick Mahomes can still move around in the pocket enough and still find receivers, and uh, they'll be just fine. Yeah, by the way, we'll get Roberto here in a sec reminding everybody, Dub left. I don't even know where Dub goes all the time. The guy <laughs> travels more than anybody on the planet. He's a but baller. He, is, he, he took the left. Chiefs. He, yeah, he took yeah. the Chiefs yesterday, but, uh, but he bailed earlier in the show today and vanished, so he's not there right now. Uh, Roberto, what you got? Yeah, I got the Chiefs. Um, for, I'm a Raider fan, but I'm, I don't see the Chiefs losing. But I don't see Patrick Mahomes losing 35-28 Chiefs. Uh, all right, there you go. Is that a universal sweep uh, almost, except for you taking the Bucks, uh, Danny G? Everybody yeah, so mostly 4-1. to one. It's not a jinx Danny now. G's a big Tom Brady fan. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, got it, 4-1. Right. to one. It's going to be a remarkable game. Uh, I, I really do believe this is the best matchup that we have had for quarterbacks maybe in the last 25 years. Uh, the only comparison I was going through and looking – I think the John Elway, Brett Favre Super Bowl back in the late 90s uh, and also maybe Peyton Manning against Drew Brees 
Uh, those are the only two that I can see in the last 25 years that have had the quality of play uh, at the quarterback position that we have right here. So uh, in general, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Uh, should be a lot of fun. We'll be back on Monday breaking it down for you. My thanks to all the guests. Go download the podcast. Uh, make sure you don't miss Frank Isola, Dr. David Chow in second hour. And as we just said, finishing there with the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, as the Super Bowl is about to kick off on Sunday in his state of uh, Florida down in Tampa. Appreciate all of you for hanging out with us. This has been OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.